welcome to the Free Time Podcast. This is a podcast all about doing content differently. I'm your host Fiona and today on the podcast it's a little bit different. Um, I am workshopping through with someone, a content writer, marketing person, she's awesome. I'm workshopping through with her what sort of content she should be putting on her website as a new business. And just to give you some idea as to why I'm doing this, um, I'm actually going to be offering this as a service. So if you're unsure or you've run out of ideas of what you want to be blogging about, you're not sure where to even start, you just need a little bit of help with it, then uh, that's going to be available as a service. But I just kind of wanted to give you an idea of what you could expect in it and why it's really good to have someone to bounce your ideas off and to really workshop through it. Um, So yeah, let's just get into the episode. Right, so the whole point of this is I'm going to workshop through with you so that you have a plan Mm -hmm. of what you can write blogs about Yeah, that attracts your ideal audience, work for your SEO and work for you in a way that works for you. Even though you work with me, you have your own new business and we're just going to treat this as like a, this is how one of these workshops would work. Yeah. So obviously I know a little bit about your business. Yeah. But not huge amounts of like where you're planning to go with it, what you want to do. Yeah. I know a little bit about the kinds of people you work with now but not who you want to work with. What, what, you know, are you, what about if I don't know where I'm going? <laughs> well, that, we'll start there then. Who's your ideal client? Oh, I don't know, because although... <laughs> um, <clears throat> I'm not quite sure, to be fair, because I'm quite uh, feeling comfortable with quite different array of like either independent business but I'd be happy to be in a bigger company if I had to you know integrate a team I guess to start off I'd like to work for smaller businesses so if you need to know more specifically what they would do what are you interested in what industries are you interested in well that's the thing though because I'm quite interested in a wide range of them I've been working in many different things but I guess in the end it's all down it's it's all consumer goods consumer so that sort of yeah that's what my experience is yeah that kind of startup independent like brands basically small brands yes yeah that's good that's a really great starting point so when you've been having conversations and include sort of when you were still employed as well working with brands what sort of and include like the clients you've got now what sort of things pop up that you get asked about more than once or the conversations you hear going more than once what kind of comes out of those conversations of things that they want done yeah things that they want done things that they're struggling with uh, well, I guess the thing that they're struggling with is to get more customers. Okay, so it's that 
audience attraction. Right, so you could, because you're new and starting blogs, you really need to be writing for what your audience wants. Yes. You can build in blogs around your brand story and who you are and the products you're going to be selling, the packages you're going to be selling. But I'd sprinkle them lightly throughout and concentrate more on what is the problem that they're having. So, Right, I see what you mean, yes. For example, your research could start on what other content and blogs out there are around how do I get more clients? How do Mm -hmm. I get more customers? Now, the kind of brands you want to attract, they'll either be B2B, so they'll be wanting to sell their product or service to other businesses, or they may be primarily doing that but want a direct consumer side Mm -hmm. of it. Yeah. So you could probably get blogs out of it of how can I as a B2B brand start selling my product direct to the consumer and Mm -hmm. how do I find those clients? Yeah. Or I'm a B2B brand, how do I find other businesses that can work alongside me as a collaborator? So all around that kind of area, and I would then put, you probably get like maybe, you've got your overarching umbrella of how do I get more clients? Mm. And then you go, so you do like one big massive blog on that. And it might be really nice to actually speak to some brands mm-hmm. that you're not having that problem. and Or maybe speak to some brands that might be overcoming that problem. Right, okay. Get a few quotes from them and put them into the blog and then you can link back to their site. But then you want to link, create some surrounding blogs. See, you can see me gesticulating. Nobody else can. (laughs) You'd want some surrounding blogs around that that sort of go into the subcategories of it. Okay, so more into specifics. In some like loads yeah. of specifics, because that how do I get more customers or how do I get more clients? That's a huge subject, and there's mm. so many things you can say around that, and then you can group them all together on your website, and you can have a series of blogs that all interlink together, and that will really help with the SEO. But it would also make you stand out with your knowledge on how a brand even attracts those first few customers, those first few clients, especially if you're working with startups. Mm-hmm. That's what they're wanting to do. Like, how do they attract those clients through their landing page? How do they attract those clients through how they present themselves online? Yeah. Are they being seen in the right places? And are they putting themselves in the right place? Yes, yeah. Which obviously you know, because that's what, you do. <laughs> <laughs> I've started doing. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, so there's that side of it. Um then I was thinking because we've had conversations before this call, like one of the things that's cropped up for you, and I know that it crops up for many other people, mm-hmm. is um how can you cut down the lead time on approvals for things? So mm-hmm. when you work with brands. There's many different voices getting involved in decision-making 
especially about marketing, especially about content. And there's many people who think they're experts on this and that their view is more important than your view. So there's a whole wealth of content you can do around. Um, how do you cut down that lead time? How do you cut down lead time from a draft becoming an email marketing newsletter? Yes. Or how do you make your email marketing newsletter work so that it can go out every week without fail? Yeah. And all those kind of things. I feel like I didn't talk to you a lot. I know, no, that's fine. I think there's loads of things like this is how to um, make sure that you've got all the templates ready as well for everything that you send. Um, we're going to talk about the tone of voice again because <laughs> obviously you have to find it. You have to make sure how do you want to talk about things. Um, yeah, I think that's a good point, yes. So yeah. all this could be included. Mm-hmm. Well, you see, now you mentioned that because that's come up a few times is like developing your tone of voice. Mm-hmm. And you're in a really good position because you have the expertise and knowledge about this from your marketing background. But you as a new business are developing your own tone of voice and finding your feet with that. Yes. So you can do some reflection on how that works, how that tone of voice works and how you're finding your feet. Um. And one of the things I do, and if I haven't told you about this, I'm really sorry, I should have done okay. <laughs> I'm just doing it. But for everyone I work with, pretty much, I create my own little file of every time I get feedback and they say, you've written this this way, I prefer it written this way. This tone of voice is not quite right. It yeah. needs to be like this. I actually take those snippets and put them into a file. And yeah. I do like a, don't use this use this i did take that advice actually and i've started doing that excellent yeah yeah see good mentor (laughs) (laughs) excellent Uh, i think i didn't i haven't found my own tone of voice yet i feel like that because that very first blog that i've published it was kind of an introduction but it feels that it's probably not what how i want to speak to my audience to be fair does that make sense? And can it still be on my website then, do you think? I think it absolutely can until you've got more content out there and more content that you can go back and review and rework. Um, I don't think there's any problem. With, I call it like edging in sideways. Into yeah. what you're doing. <laughs> you see, when you're writing, you do need to warm yourself up. Yes. To that. and you need to warm yourself up to writing to whatever it is you're creating and so writing something and it not being quite right and sticking it up there anyway is perfectly fine but it also gives you a good sort of foundation for I've written this thing I need to go back and edit it and rework it mm-hmm. you get into the habit of doing that you're not going to find yourself with like a few hundred blogs on your website and loads of them just taking up space and not working for you yeah whereas if you go back to that first blog and go is this still me is this still the message I want to convey and is this in the language I want to use if it's not then either get rid of it then or go back and make it Mm -hmm. what you want it to be change it yes to to how I grow yes yeah exactly yes (laughs) that's probably what I will have to do I did have another read of it and I thought 
it's good as an intro in an introduction um but yes potentially i don't think that's how i'm going to to be talking to um to other people about myself that's good because then you can go back and think about how you want that to sound how you want to talk yeah. that's what i'm trying to figure out as well because i think a lot of information i put on my website is really I'm not sure I'm choosing the right word, but it feels boring to me. Um, very corporately boring. <laughs> it's just the, I don't know, um, you know, well, I can do this. And do you need this? I can do that. And But it just doesn't feel like I'm offering something. I, it doesn't feel like I'm offering myself what I can do, really, what I can do. Let's take that because... That's really important. And I think that's, I've made this mistake before mm-hmm. on very, especially when I was starting out, is that when you first start, you feel like you haven't got anything tangible to show people when actually you do. And it's taking that what you do and not writing about you, writing about the benefits you give mm-hmm. to your yeah. clients. So, for example, when I send you work, you take a huge amount of pressure off me to help me keep clients happy, meet deadlines. Um, That's a good word. Save me so much time that I know that if I can send you a quick message saying, can you do this? Here's the brief. This is what I need doing. And I've just made myself sound much better. <laughs> <laughs> Like I ever send you a brief, it's not just a, can you do this? It's really urgent. (laughs) But being able to show that you can do that stuff and what Mm. benefits that brings is way more exciting than saying, I can do these things. And then the other thing, and this is a huge lesson I've learned, is just because you can do something doesn't mean you want to do it for a living. True. Mm-hmm. Yes, very true. Doesn't mean every skill you've acquired of your working life needs to be sold as a service, especially if one you don't enjoy doing it, two it's crowded marketplace, and three it's just mm. it's pay. So yes, when I started, I made a list of all the things I was really good at, and then I tried to sell all of those things, and it ended up confusing and a massive mess and I went and worked with clients who I probably wasn't best suited for and who weren't best suited for me and I went with jobs that I was like it was all right because at the start it's like I need to make money so I'll do what it takes to make money to pay the bills but when you come back to it a few months later you're like I'm just really miserable doing this and so hand on heart my lesson is from this my (laughs) mistake is take the time to get the clients who fit you with the work you want to do and that brings you joy and you will find those clients. That's a very good advice. And it makes me makes me happier just thinking about it. Because there's nothing worse than just thinking, what what can I do? Or do I need oh I'll do this and I'll do that, yes, but then really stressing yourself out and not enjoying it is just not what I want so yeah 
Yeah, That's so point. make the list of all the things that you mm-hmm. can do and you're experienced in. Highlight the things that you really enjoy doing and which of those things do you see a gap in the market for? Mm-hmm. And then go and collect your portfolio. Because you've got experience in them, you're not starting with nothing. You're not a 16-year-old leaving school. You've got examples of all of those skills. You've got ways you can show people what you do. And so because you're a content creator, one of the best ways you can show people what you can do is simply by creating content on your own site. Yes, yes exactly. Yes. And but you, interesting content and interesting content. useful. Yeah, and doing what most people don't do. Like most people will think they, they need to create a blog, so write a 500-word blog and churn it out. And it doesn't do very much. Most people do not sit and do all the background work and the research. They don't go and contact people mm. quotes. They don't then go and share those quotes and tag those people mm. in social media posts. They don't go find out the statistics and back them up with evidence and create little graphics for it and all that side of things as well. So being able to do all that shows that you're using everything in your toolkit, mm. everything you've yes. learned over your career in marketing and putting it into yourself to market yourself. I feel like I'm doing that little pep talk here. Oh, yes, you do. No, no. <laughs> Let's work workshop, more like pep talk workshop. It is. It's, it's, it's good. It's good. It's very motivating. So that gives me some ideas already. See? Excellent. What yeah. other things do you see being talked about online? Do you... Here with conversations with your clients, have you been emailed about? That's a good one. People always forget mm-hmm. to check their emails. Okay, about things that they'd like to see or know. Things they want resolve. to see, they don't understand, things they're stuck on. Yeah, I guess all that uh, social media posting and reusing your blog content or your newsletter content. Exactly. So. Um, write about all those things, create a whole bank of content around those. Mm. I bet I'm not the only person who emails you going, oh my gosh, I'm really stressed and overworked right now. I guarantee you there are more than me who are doing that. Yes. Yeah, so, no, that's, I've, I've got already like um, an idea of who I'm going to use for, um, for finding ideas and uh, solutions. That people might want to see so yes exactly right which will fit into the kind of clients that i'm going after anyway as well so there you go excellent Makes now sense. the other thing is because you're new and your blog yes. is new once you start creating that content and you're sharing it on social media and someone's landed on your website or they found you through seo they've read your blog What's the next step for them? To contact me. To contact you. So your blogs need to make that clear. They need to be... So if I were you, I would... Because it's new, I'd make Mm -hmm. all your blogs link to a bit of portfolio, a bit of example of work that you're doing. Okay. So they can understand what you're saying. They'll Mm -hmm. see that your, your website's new, but keep speaking to that experience because you are not new to this 
and send them to things that show what you have done before. Okay. So a bit like case studies or put them into that, into this uh, format. Yeah, into case studies or, do you know what, actually, create blogs that are the case studies. Create mm -hmm. a story from a piece of work you've done. Yes. Yeah. And show how, for example, I know that you've gone out and spoken to lots of interior designers for a client mm -hmm. to get quotes to put in their blog and you've built up a relationship with them and chatted to them. So that makes a really nice case study of um, here's a client who wanted some content. That they wanted this content to be able to bring in more traffic to the website but also there was a secondary reason of they needed to build up relationships with interior designers. And so you went off and spoke to interior designers to start mm -hmm. that yes. conversation happening. And that's a really nice story. Yes, so when, when you're writing a blog post on how do I find new clients, you can say, here's an example of how I started building a relationship for, for someone. Mm -hmm. Go and read it over here, and you've got oh, that. Yeah, yeah. You've got that post that explains that, that really nice story. So you're not repeating the story; you're just saying, "Go and find out how I did this." No, that's good. That's good because I was kind of told off by Yoast for not having internal links onto my um, onto my posts. Therefore, my SEO was not that great. But I was no. thinking, well. I don't have anything else to talk about. <laughs> so I can't put internal links yet. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> well, that that's true. Right, so it's really hard with SEO when you're first starting, which means that co concentrating on the copy on your pages, mm. especially your homepage and your about page. And for the first few blogs, if you haven't got a bank of blogs to interlink around the same subject, find ways to pull in those pages. Into mm. It just wants to make sure your site's well connected and it gets easier the older your site gets. Yes, yeah. And the more content that you've got on there. Yes. Once I get a few blogs, I will be able to just play with this and interlink everything so it, it'll go much smoother. Yeah. Exactly. Ah, there's some else. So how do you, so would you link as well into social media onto your blogs? Absolutely. And... I totally recommend one of your call to actions on your blog be to connect with you on LinkedIn. Mm, yes. If you're attracting your ideal clients, this is going to happen. You're, you're not you're not building a huge audience to sell a course or a digital product. You're not, your product is your service. Mm, yeah. You want to be having those conversations with people. You want to be getting to the point where you've built a relationship and you can chat to someone about working with them. So having them connect with you on LinkedIn and making sure that's your main call to action means that you can then build that relationship on there. Okay. Another very good point, yes. So it's all about thinking about the reason that you've got the blog. Always go back to before you even create a piece, and I'm going to say this, you know this, because I say this a lot, 
before you even create a piece of content, you've got to know why it needs to exist. It's got to have a reason behind it. You've got plenty of purposes right now. You're a brand new business. Yes. But it's understanding why you're creating it in the first place, what problem you're solving with it, and what you want the person who's reading it to do at the end. And it's all about the, the tiny little thing. Of course, what we want people to do at the end is to phone you up, give you loads of money and uh, set you off working. That's absolutely what we want you to do. I could have a question. That could be one of my thing at the end of my blog. Would you like to know more about how to get more clients or then get in touch and then have a little bit of a, I don't know how you call them at the bottom the get in touch button whatever that is yeah exactly and have that there make it easy for people to get in touch make it easy for them to learn more about what you do and to contact you Mm, i'm already thinking of like other ways but yeah that's great it is really hard when you're starting out it is i think that's why things like this um your blog workshop or just just talking to someone just is something I think I'm missing working by myself something I'm used I'm not used to because I've always been in an office with other people so you can bounce ideas of each other but when you end up by yourself like trying to build your business it's sometimes it's a bit overwhelming and so many things in your head that you can't really tidy up if I can say it that way um without talking to someone so it's it's really good to but it, it freezes you and I just want to say it's not like you're really good at coming up with blog ideas for other people and it is really it's often harder to come up with blog ideas for yourself so we're yeah. not doing, we're doing this as like this is an, an example of a workshop, not because I don't think you can come up with blog ideas. I'm totally <laughs> sure that you are more than capable of coming up with amazing blog ideas yourself. And the blooming ice cream van's going by now. <laughs> might just leave this bit in. That is ridiculously loud. It is. Are your kids going to go on somebody else? Mine, if my mine were there, they would be running outside. Mine not here. Oh yeah, you said sorry. Yeah. Come, come join, come join my workshop and have the ice cream man sing across it all. <laughs> yeah, so I just I, I want to again. You know that, yeah. I want to make the point that you are more than capable of doing this. It's just where like we're workshopping the workshop right now of what this looks like. But also, it is hard when you're in a new business to get started and know what to write about. Oh my goodness, the first blog's on my website. When I transferred over from Squarespace to WordPress, I didn't bring half of them with me. They was just they were embarrassing. I'm amazed anyone worked with me on the basis of those blogs alone. Oh no. How long ago was that though? Oh, that was old Luna. So I was like three or three or so years ago when I first built the website. Okay. So I freelanced without a website for a very long time. That's incredible. It's, it's all about relationships with people. But um, mm-hmm. And I built the website, I'm like, oh, because I'm a content writer, I'm going to write some really interesting blogs and everything. Oh, my goodness, they looked hideous. The graphics were hideous. 
I look, I think I've left one on the website as like a reminder to myself of of how far it's come. I'm not yes, so- you need to see it. You can also see it in your graphics, can't you? When yeah. you started and you, you use completely different look. Exactly. So it's quite interesting to see, yes. Um, well, more- someone, someone told me I should create my website <laughs> a few months ago. <laughs> So I did. <laughs> you should. You should have a website. It's, I like playing with it, I must say. And I like to think of things that I'm, oh, even thinking further ahead, how I'm going to present it and can't wait to have a page full of blogs. <laughs> well, that's that's the thing. And you should have a website because you should one, break the website and figure out how to fix it so you know how to do these things. But two, this is the easiest way to have a portfolio and show what it is you do. It's and, a CV in a way, yes. Yeah, it's showing, not telling. Yes. And as wonderful as it is to build those relationships on LinkedIn or through the people you know, and really the first few clients you're ever going to get are from the people you know. Mm. Having a website there just works. It just takes away that level of hard work of trying to do that networking and build those relationships. Having somewhere where you can just signpost people to. Yeah, and just yeah, present present all the things you can do. Absolutely. I was just, I just received an email today about what consumers want to see on company websites. So that's quite interesting. <laughs> I didn't read it yet, so. So you can edit that bit. I take that email of what consumers want to see on company websites and say, what do you agree with and what can you add to it? What What's your angle on it? And what, what do you think they've missed? Or what do you disagree with? Absolutely. Because also it, there's a bit of a clickbait uh, thing saying it's not what you think it is. So it's even more intriguing. So I'm going to li- read that after we've finished, I think. <laughs> I want to know. <laughs> That's exactly the sort of thing that, yeah, right. So what you're doing now, like seeing the things that you open up on your email, seeing the blogs that you stop and read, that's the best way to figure out what it is you need to be putting mm. on that website. Because if it stopped you from scrolling, it's going to stop other people from scrolling. Mm. So really go deep into it and sort of analyse what the headline is, how it's structured, what it's done right, what content it uses and all that that kind of thing. And also, I want to say, I went through this process with someone else who's a writer as well. Yeah. They found it incredibly useful because it's that thing again, it's easy to do for other people. It's easy to understand someone else's thing because you're you're a step removed from it you're not emotionally invested Mm -hmm. you are emotionally invested in your website and your business which makes it harder for you to see like what it's is from the outside what people from the outside need to see yeah no I understand ironically that's what makes your job exist and makes you good at your job because you can see like you're working with me at the moment with a client and I've been with that client for so long that I sometimes can't see from the outside what it looks mm-hmm. like whereas you're coming in from the outside and telling me all the things that you're like I don't understand what this is and what this is and I don't understand what the product is right now and I think that's important 
Because if you don't understand something, it means I've not explained something properly in my copy. So then I'd say we can go back through it, but you'll be going back through it, editing my copy to make it understandable. Yes. And that's why this works. That's why you're good at what you do. Good. (laughs) (laughs) I've got the same conversation with another client, to be honest with you. It's just not being clear enough. And how can you be clearer? exactly so every time you find yourself saying the words I've had the same conversation with another client that needs to ring an alarm bell in your head and go what can I give people that are feeling this way this is actually another very good point see another idea for another blog just popped up like this in my head it's just also how to tell them sometimes so they don't get upset you think I'm sorry but what you're talking about doesn't really make sense as someone who doesn't know what you do then I'm still not I still don't know so I think that that's a really important subject to talk about is because people ha- take to heart their content because they're emotionally attached to it yeah so Having someone who is not emotionally attached to it come along and say, this would be stronger being done this way, is how do you have that tact to do that and to explain that? And if you can explain that to me, because I completely lack that skill. (laughs) I really do. Because I don't, I'm not, I'm emotionally invested to my business, but if someone came along and said, "Uh, your copy needs tweaking here and it'd be really, it'd be much better if you did this and this. I'd be like, oh, great, cool, thanks. No one told me that. That I've had feedback for the podcast and someone saying, if you do this, you can fix some of the audio issues. I think this part of the podcast isn't working. You should get rid of it and replace it by doing these other ideas. And I don't think, I've had some like really brutally honest feedback for it. But I've asked for that brutally honest feedback. Mm, I think it's important, yeah. It is. And I don't take it to heart. I don't get upset about it. Oh, God, this is this is so useful. However, Absolutely, yeah. lots of people do not do that. And they genuinely do feel very close to their copy and what they've put on their website. And it does take tact. So showing people how they can be considerate about things and about editing is a really good blog subject to write about it is yes because I think I tend to be also quite bold when someone asks me for my for my opinion so I know we're only talking about um your blog today for this Mm. just as like um an aside like making your social media content relatable dogs do brilliantly put pictures of your dog that is a very good idea. I have yet to use as well uh, Chloe's little drawing of my um, of my logo. Oh, I love this story. <laughs> oh, you need to tell this Where it all started. Where is that logo. something you would put on your website or just social media? As in, you wouldn't do a blog out of that, would you? Do you know what? I might turn that into a blog of how you can use... Ooh small parts of your personal life to bring your copy alive and I would use the story of how your logo came about as an example within that story because it's such a sweet it story. is 
and I need you to tell it now. Oh, I like how your brain works and it's so quick. How you can use part of your personal life. Yes, to, well, sorry. <laughs> was this helpful in getting some ideas? It was. It was because I think it's like I said, it's it's like a lot of things at the moment. I find every time I, I have a conversation about something like this, about where I want to go, what I want to write about, just it's just unlock everything, just talking about it. So having this little conversation, um, you don't necessarily give the answers to it but by talking about it you make me think about things and yes it's it's very very useful absolutely I think um I think I need it it's something you should do even more often not just once <laughs> are you going to do that for your workshops then oh no this this is what the so the workshops that I'm doing it's going to be a one-to-one workshop okay it's going to work very similar to this people at when you book your workshop, you do, you're not going to get a time until you fill that form where I can find really dig into your business and find out what it is you want out of it, who the ideal audience is, all that kind of good stuff, and really get to know and understand what content you've got. And then I'll generally make some educated assumptions based on that and then talk through those assumptions with them. And then at the end, because Obviously, you've been taking wonderful notes throughout all of this. I have. <laughs> but at the end, um, it, depending on how much content they've got and what they want to get out of it and what they want to achieve. Because the, the flip side is, like, you know, you could you could commit to writing a blog a week but find that you don't actually have time to do that. And there mm. are other ways of working around that. And so it's understanding what you have, what you want to achieve, and the time you've got to achieve it in. And then I'll create a plan so that someone can go forward and if they're completely stuck for ideas, they'll have treatments or synopsis of blogs for however many weeks they might need blogs to get them started on ideas. So I'm not writing the blogs for them. I'm just saying your blog should be about this mm-hmm. and you should cover this and this point and make sure you, you consider all the things we talk, chatted about in the workshop. Or it could be that they've got too much content um in which case I'll come up with a strategy of how they can reuse that content and what are the things they can add into it and so they might necessarily not need quite so many treatments and blog ideas they might just need more help using what they already have mm. that work harder and making that better for them. okay so can I ask you a couple of questions go for it <laughs> what's your view on re did it happen in the past where you wrote a blog onto something and then you wrote another blog onto something very similar or maybe exactly the same topic oh absolutely yeah um I wrote I'm trying to think of best examples I did a few blogs on creating brand voice and then I did a very specific one on how to make sure your brand voice is in your products mm. because that can the product descriptions are really tricky to do and that can often get lost or I've done one on what's the difference between a copywriter and a content writer and then how to become a content writer when should you hire a con- content writer and when do you need a copywriter and 
then I went from that into the difference between a content writer and a content manager. You can see, can, can you see the theme of what I do in my business? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but it's all those kind of, if you're unsure because of job titles, what you, you need for your business or what kind of support you need, or do you need a little bit extra of this side of things? Mm-hmm. Or do you just need someone straight to write the blogs? It's kind of understanding those. And then I think it's important to write around the subject, write around very similar things. Yes. Develop it. Definitely develop it. Definitely go back to blogs and Mm -hmm. see what else you can add. See what's changed in the world. Yes, also that, yes, of course. Social media changes so fast now that a strategy that might have worked six months ago is irrelevant now. So you can go back to that blog from six months ago, Mm. edit the paragraph you wrote about something, maybe find an expert quote, and then update the date on your blog Mm -hmm. so it becomes fresh again. Of course, yeah, yeah. And in terms of length, do you have any advice on this or is it really, does it even matter at all? Length, number of words, this kind of thing. I've read so much research into the lengths of your blogs. Like, it always makes me laugh when I get a, a brief from someone and go, we want a 500-word blog on this. I'm like, unless you are a magazine, you literally have a set yes, amount of space. <laughs> then if you're print media, you can specify you've got an absolute reason for having this many words. You need to have over 350 words for it to be recognised by Google to be scraped okay. by the spiders. But why you would call something a blog that's under 350 words, I don't know. It's like a paragraph, isn't it, really? Paragraph. But the longer, the better. Yeah, okay. And I don't mean that in the sense of write loads of rubbish and repeat yourself. I mean, longer. (laughs) It's more important to think about the quality and the Mm. message you're giving and the way in which you give that message than it is to worry about word length. And that's why I do not ever price by word length mm-hmm. because quite frankly a small piece of copy can take me much longer than writing a 1000 word article that's been yeah. researched it's it's impossible to say what's going to take the most amount of time or which is going to bring the most value i tend to go on about a bit sometimes on my blogs so ah uh, see this is why you need to get i think everyone should do this you need like a buddy system and you edit each other's blogs and you go because you have like a set of outside eyes and someone going oh do you know you've repeated yourself there Mm -hmm. it's going back to that thing of feedback Mm -hmm. and getting someone to give you feedback on your blogs especially if you're writing really big meaty ones to go through and just edit them out like I've done one of my clients she's she's amazing she's telling me about someone she knew who used to get someone to read their blogs on Zoom, like we're on Zoom now, okay, and watch them while they're reading. And every time their face did something, they go, stop, which bit are you reading there? Why did, why did you look like that? Why did you frown at that moment? And that made them really edit deep into their blog. All right. <laughs> But the sort of paying someone to sit down on video and read my blogs just seems so extravagant. Yes. That's very important blogs then there. 
I hope those blogs are making whoever that is lots of money. Yes, I hope so too, because that's going great to great lengths to get it all perfect. That is. But, just, <laughs> but even having like a buddy system where you read each other's blogs and you go, oh, no, I don't like what you've put there because of yeah, you repeat yourself or you've used an overused word there or that just doesn't make sense. Good idea. Coming your way. <laughs> 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 or if you're like me and you work as it is sometimes get tired and a bit click happy on grammarly and then you realize you've just made something made a sentence make no sense whatsoever <laughs> oh yes that happened thank you for, for doing this and for taking part no, thank you for helping me it's um really good just came up with really good ideas and as i said like how i like how you think how we can tell you something and then suddenly just go, oh, yeah, we can turn it into that. So in like two seconds, like, yeah, okay, that's a very good idea indeed. So, yeah. You should do this more often and get, um, get compliments. Yeah. <laughs> cool. should get compliments, definitely. No, amazing, yeah, love it. And that's going to, like, um, kickstart my, uh, my blog page. And hopefully, that. you know, make me more known to the world. Definitely. Well, I look forward to seeing it. Yeah. Thank you for listening today to this podcast. I really hope you found it helpful and you might have got some ideas on what you can put into your blog and on your website content as a result of listening. I really do hope so. Um, as I said in the episode, this is a service that I'm now offering. So there will be a link on the show notes where you can go ahead and find out more about it. And if you want to ask any questions, just ping me over an email. I'll pop my email address on there or come and connect with me on LinkedIn and send me a message on there and I will get right back to you. Thank you so much for listening. I will be back next week with some more blogging tips and tricks for you to help you create content and do content differently in your business.